Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I will be your host. And this week, we're going to tell, talk to you and tell you all about our Adventures by Disney China trip that we just took last month. I'm joined at the table by Client Services Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel. That's the wrong person. Client Services <laughs> Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Agent and Welcome Center Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Teresa Eccles. Hello. That's the right person. And back in our production facility, we have our producer, Craig Williams. To be fair, we normally go counter. We do usually go the other way. I threw you for a loop. Yeah. That's fine. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Point the finger blame everywhere else. That's okay. Uh, again, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys for being here. We're going to tell you about our Adventures by Disney China trip. Kevin and I just got back from it, so it's kind of nice to be able to do something so close to travel, a little bit fresh in our minds, not something we usually do. Um, but before we get started, there's a couple of things I want to talk about that are not related to this particular podcast. Um, I've been getting some questions about where's Tracy. Uh, people are concerned that perhaps Tracy's not feeling well. I assure you that Tracy is doing okay. Um, the last I talked to her, her health was fine. Um, the reason why she hasn't been on the last couple of shows is because of something that's going on with me personally. My schedule's been a little weird, and I've had to cancel a big recording that we had scheduled. We had scheduled a weekend where we are going to record a bunch of shows. Because of that, we don't have those shows ready. So we're trying to get these shows in as we can to make sure that we still have a weekly show for everybody. Your health is fine also. My health is fine as well. It's a family issue that we're dealing with. Um, so perhaps going forward the rest of this year, there might be shows. There might not be a show, a Dreams Unlimited Travel podcast. That's possible. Or, you know, we may have other shows sort of thrown in just so to make sure that we have ones that go up but let you know tracy is fine she will be back it's just has to be a scheduling issue um the next thing i want to say is why is Teresa here <laughs> i want to know that too she did not go on our trip <laughs> Teresa uh, needed something from me so i'm kind of holding her <laughs> hostage <laughs> saying Teresa has mints yeah she has mints curiously <laughs> strong mints strong mints <laughs> So because I had to give her something for work-wise, I said, stay and do the show with us. So thank you for joining us, Teresa. Sure. And hopefully, you know, I mean, you're always asking me how our trip goes and how our trip went and do you want yeah. details. And I tell you to watch the show. Well, you and you know, tell me I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I get firsthand. So, so I can, I can harass firsthand. you and ask you all the questions I want exactly. to ask. Awesome. Great. All right. So that's it for my little pieces of information I wanted to share with you for folks who are concerned about that. So last week, our last show, we talked about the Tokyo Disneyland portion of our trip. That was the sort of pre-Adventures by Disney add-on that we did. We talked about going to Tokyo Disneyland, Tokyo Disney Sea, and our experience there. This is going to actually be from the point at which our Adventures by Disney starts. So we all went to the airport. We flew to those of us in Japan. All flew together, pretty much, pretty much to um, to Hong Kong. Got to Hong Kong and started our adventures by Disney trip. Before you do that, I just want to mention something about our last show. I've been talking to people who have been on our trip, and all of us we got back on October twenty fifth. So we've been back two weeks, and. Everybody is still talking about the same thing, that the getting over this jet lag 
has been very difficult. Our sleep schedules are very, very messed up. People are still waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning and being wide awake. It, it was very hard. And I think a lot of what colored our reaction to Japan last week was exhaustion. So I think I went back and watched the show and I thought, I think we were just exhausted. I think we walked around as zombies. I didn't watch last week's show. Um, you, you, like- we watched it back, and I could see we came across as uh, fairly negative. And while we didn't, we, we talked about how it was a different experience than what we expected. We weren't effusively excited about it, but it we, comes across that we were negative, and I didn't mean it to be that. I think it was exhaustion. Okay. So. But I know y'all again, had a good time. I we mean, did. We had a good time. I was I, following you on Twitter and stuff. Yeah, we had a great time. And I also want to point out, too, again, folks, please remember, this is our experience. This is our opinion. You might go and have a different opinion. You might think we're silly. You might watch a different show and who's been there, and they say, oh, it's the best thing ever. Just our opinion. And we're just going to tell That's you That's all you got, think. though, right? Your opinion and, you know. That's all we got. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about this adventure and the fact that this Adventures by Disney China Trip is different than the regular Adventures by Disney China, China Trip. Kevin and I worked with the folks at Adventures by Disney to put together this special trip. But before we talk about this trip, let's talk about what the usual trip is. The usual trip to China has um, more China in it than ours did. Ours was very Disney-centric, but the people that wanted to travel with us were Disney fans, and they were looking to bucket list the Asian parks. So we built a trip for those folks to um, kind of get to do that. (laughs) The China trip, it's about the same length, but it's much more China-intensive. There's also... There's more internal flights than there are in ours, where you fly in and out of places. Like, for instance, you fly in and out of uh, Xi'an. Xi'an? Please don't, please don't judge my Chinese. Um, you get to fly in to see the pandas, and you fly out. One of the things about the other, the regular trip is you don't stay in the Disney parks or in Disney resorts. You stay sort of in the downtown areas, and then they build in a day or maybe even just an afternoon to go into these parks. And And I think it's Hong Kong that's completely missing, or Shanghai, I forget, I apologize. One of the parks is missing. We decided that, again, this was built for Disney fans, that we stayed at Disneyland, or that the Disney parks. We stayed in the Disneyland Hotel in Hong Kong and Shanghai. So it was more about having our folks be able to walk out the back door and go to the park as opposed to being able to walk out of the hotel and go to China, go to China. So if someone were to book this now, it would be the regular. Correct. Well, ABD took our trip and sold it to other people this year. So they might do the same thing last year. I think they saw some value in what Mm -hmm. we created, John and I, and they did allow other people to book that. So far, uh, as of right now, Adventures by Disney does not have this specific trip available to sell they did it they offered to annual pass holders at one Mm -hmm. point so it was available before but now it's no longer available so you'd have to book the other trip the good news about the other trip is you could add the disney components to it Mm -hmm. but you kind of have to do much of that on your own and you might be missing some of the other stuff that people do one of the things that um, interesting is we had someone on this trip who had been on the other trip and you thought, well, why are you coming back to China? And he said specifically because we really made it Disney-centric. We're talking about four days in Hong Kong, four days in Shanghai. You know, really let somebody 
go into those parks and enjoy them. And if you want to do an ABD trip to China, just like any ABD trip to another country, you want to do it in Disney's bubble, but not necessarily all Disney. If if you want to see the actual country right. and do this the was things. not a this trip was not aimed at the cultural aspect of China. Right. This trip, I'll say it one more time. This trip was designed for the Disney fan. Mm-hmm. This was about Disney, and not this was about Disney in China. Right. And our group loved it. Yeah. Our group had great. As a matter of fact, we heard over and over again this was the perfect trip for them because nice. this is what they wanted to do and see. We had a lot of Disney and a little bit of China. Exactly. Yeah. Before we get into the actual trip and the days by day of the trip, let's talk a little bit about some of the logistics of this trip. Um, not having been to China before, not having been to Asia before, we had some stumbling blocks, one of which was getting the visa. You had to get a visa to go to China. And there was a learning curve involved. For example, we didn't realize that even though we were starting in Hong Kong, that portion is not considered under the Chinese visa. So our visa actually started when we got to Beijing. Um, and it was quite a process. I mean, it was. Getting your Chinese visa is an exercise in patience. Really? Uh, you have to send a picture, like a passport picture, mm-hmm. but it can't be a passport picture. And it has to be in front of a totally white wall. And there cannot be any shadows behind you. And you have to make a neutral face without your glasses or jewelry. So you look unhappy to begin with. We took one <laughs> and they, we sent it in and they sent mine back because there were too many shadows and the wall wasn't white enough. I'm not making this up, I swear. So then we took another <laughs> one in front of a white door and we sent it in and they sent it back. It still wasn't white enough. So John took some program. What was it? Took Photoshop. And then took and painted the background. So it was me standing in front of this painted white backdrop, which made it look like a really fake photo. And they wrote back and they said that the picture that I took has to be taken with 90 days, within 90 days of traveling. Of traveling. And it looked too much like my passport photo. So it looks like I copied my passport photo. Oh, now, my. I took this as a compliment. Because my passport photo was six years old. The other right, thing too is, the other thing too is, don't you want your photos to look alike? Right. I mean, you know, so if you look completely right? different, I had to go change my clothes, so I wasn't wearing a black shirt in my visa photo. It was. Did and, you have the same trouble, or it was just? Um, we had trouble with the background, and we fixed the background. But I didn't have that. Your picture looks the same because apparently I look much older. Yeah, <laughs> you have aged. And I then have. so it was. It just so aged. happened that we were doing this, and. The visa office that we were dealing with was in Houston. And the hurricane had hit. During oh, the hurricane. No. Okay. So it was this was a little an, bit more. It was you had to Sounds be stressful. It was it was yes. stressful. And I mean we're talking about, you know, we filled out all these forms and some of the things on the forms weren't right. Uh, and was there money involved with the visa? Yeah, we had to pay that? for it to be done. And there were other people in our group. One of the things they asked you was who is inviting you to China? So some of us said ABD, Adventures, Adventures by, by Disney. Right. And other people on our trip had their forms refu- uh, refused because the hotel was the invitee, the first hotel you stay oh. And again, not Hong Kong, Beijing. Right. So we all that, went, but we're going to Hong Kong. It was, it was bizarre. It was, it was not standard. And it was... It was you, had oh. a, you had to write a little letter explaining what your business was. In China? And what you do for a living and what you were doing in China. And one of our guests was refused because she worked for a church. 
Oh, she's on a missionary trip. That's what they thought. And she <laughs> wasn't. She, she's she's not. I know, but that's what they're thinking. Right. So, I mean, they had to get, like, other people involved. So that was part of the logistics of it. The other one was the money. We went, as we usually do, when we get some cash from our bank mm-hmm. in the currency of the location where we're going. So We, we always ha- tell our guests to get off the plane with some of the local currency. Yes. Because credit cards are taken most everywhere. But mm-hmm. if you want a bottle of water. You don't know. Or right. you want to you know, tip someone, you got to have a little bit of the money in your pocket. Mm-hmm. So we went to the bank. And because we went to Tokyo first, we had Japanese yen. Hong Kong uses a different currency. We had Hong Kong dollars. And we had Chinese yuan. And we got $500 worth of each. I said to the guy in the bank, I want to spend 500 U.S. dollars. Get me 500 U.S. dollars worth of each right. three money. So it should be about 1500 bucks. Well, we had a stack of money. Right. Like, oh, really? Like, we got to the car wallet. and there was a stack like this thick. And we're like, oh, my God, I feel like a soprano. It's like, what is going on here? So wore, who has the pretty money? That's what I want to know. Uh, Which one? my Shanghai Disney hat today. We tried to spend as much as we could. Let me just say real close. We tried to spend as much as we could of the money. And then what we didn't spend, we did change to the next place we were going. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. We don't recommend doing that. Because you kind of lose out on the exchange rate. But we just thought it was easier to get done like that. I bought my hat. I decided to wear my hat today from Shanghai Disney Hotel. And I took the tag off it. It was 135 Chinese yuan. Yuan. So I spent a lot of time saying to people, how much is that really? How many is that? (laughs) Right. (laughs) What does that really cost in my world? Wow. And we did okay when it came to the paper money. The paper money was fine, but then they give you change, and like the change has a square cut out of it. Right. <laughs> right. Through regular like edges. Subway tokens. And one one was about the size of a 50 cent piece, and it was all scalloped around the edges. It looked like a Lorna Dune. Oh, pretty. It, they were, it was beautiful, but a lot of, again, a lot of times you would just hand your, hold your hand out and just like, yeah. take whatever you want. So you can't feasibly book a flight to China and just go to China on a whim. You have to have oh, no. all this. No, you have to, if you go to China, you need a visa. You need a sure. visa. One other thing about the money was uh, once we got to Shanghai, Disneyland, they didn't take American Express. So we were using American Express earlier. Maybe actually might have started in Beijing. It was all of a sudden they didn't take American Express, which, you know, you would think, let me travel with this one card. Right. So we had to make sure we had a MasterCard with us or a Visa Have a backup, us. yeah. So I don't want to make this sound like this was a huge stumbling block, but we all went through it. It was, we, you know, there would be, we would be shopping in a group and somebody would say, you know, they didn't want to look stupid and you'd hear, how much is that really? Right. <laughs> because it would be like, oh, it's $30. No, it's $3,000. $3,000, No, it's yeah. $300. Oh, I don't think you're even right. I think it's $12. And it would be like. Right. I think it's interesting to point out the things that we experience because I think we're experienced travelers. We go a lot of places. And I'm the things- going to say that the airports in China were different. Here we have trusted traveler, TSA PreCheck. We pay to do that. And there you have to take every electronic out of your bag and open it. And it's much more complicated. Not only every electronic, they didn't like umbrellas. You took umbrellas out. <laughs> like umbrellas? No, you, like you, umbrellas. you can't have an umbrella in your carry-on or in your tote bag. It has to be out in the bucket. They have to be able to open it and see it. Cameras had to be out. And uh, one of the things that really caused them a fit was if you had a charger for your phone, like an external battery charger, mm-hmm. that really drove them nuts. They, so several of them were confiscated. Yeah. Now, really? we had heard going through... That you shouldn't use, you shouldn't bring your laptop, you shouldn't bring this, you shouldn't bring that. They could confiscate it. We ran into none None of that. 
None of that at all. Nobody confiscated anything. A couple of people lost their um, chargers. Their charger. That one seemed to be the big one, and I don't That's know why. One of the reasons was because um, it had a sort of say something on it that identified it as a charging unit. Ah, some of them don't because they did, they didn't know if it was perhaps something bad that yeah. should go on a plane, and some of them didn't say that. But umbrellas were such said, a hassle. We bought umbrellas in Tokyo. Probably. Yeah, Tokyo, because it had been raining that mm-hmm. day. We finally gave our umbrellas away. It was like, I would just rather be wet. <laughs> they're, wow. They're, because we had a couple of internal flights right. that we had to do. They were Umbrellas were a big thing. We're going to get to airports, too, as we transition, because there's other airport issues as well. So let's get started. Let's sort of dive into it again. We're starting at the point at which we get off the plane. Adventures by Disney meets us with their sign. We get in our cars and, and are driven away. What was nice about this was because we were with a group, it was kind of nice to be with a whole bunch of people together rather than getting off a plane by yourself. And as we said, we came um, a whole bunch of us came on the same flight from Tokyo. So we all arrived at exactly the same time. That's there nice. were two vans of us going to the uh, Hong Kong Disneyland Hotel. So we arrive at the Hong Kong Disneyland Hotel. We've got a couple pictures of that. Um, beautiful hotel. Basically the Grand Floridian. Ah, okay. This is basically the Grand Floridian. This is, you know, the outside's almost identical <laughs> to it. Um, you're going too far. Um, the the uh, lobby is very similar, much smaller than the Grand Floridian, sort of a third of the size, but still got big ceilings. It's got the elevator that you can see. One of the interesting things is the hotel is actually built on the water. So where you think in the Grand Floridian, you're going to look and see across the lagoon to the Magic Kingdom. It's the water. It's the ocean. It's whatever that bay is. I forget what it was called. So that was, I thought that was unusual. That you sort of, it's the same resort, but it's kind of different and kind of weird. The Bay of Hong Kong. The Bay of Hong Kong. I don't know if that's you true. Just, that I just made the that Bay up. of Hong Kong. Um, so again, our first night there, our first time there is actually our welcome reception with the folks from Adventures by Disney. We had and, Daisy and Christian as tour guides. And... You know, typical, um, you know, uh, where you're from, who's doing what, what you're looking forward to, that sort of stuff with the Adventures by Disney guides. And then we had our dinner. And here's the menu for our dinner. And Craig's got some pictures for you. This is, again, (coughs) sort of the um, continuation of the weird food that, that was the best part of the pictures of the food that you had. We started with smoked salmon with cream cheese, chicken pumpkin terrine, and lime honey dressing. The smoked salmon and cream cheese was delicious. The pumpkin terrine, the chicken and pumpkin terrine, it was it was different. Which one was that? that? Go back to the other picture. It's There's kind of salmon. hiding behind it. It was chicken and pumpkin pressed. What would I describe it oh, as? Oh, the pumpkins in that. Yes. The okay. pumpkin and the chicken were mixed together in a terrine, so it was kind of like slicing putty that tasted like chicken and pumpkin. Pumpkin was okay. a big deal. I said, yeah, we have Pate to, we have to you know, lay the groundwork. Pumpkin was everywhere. Was it because of the season? It was because of the okay. holiday. But they also understood, too, that it also was big in the Chinese culture. Right. Okay. Pumpkin's All a right. part of their diet. I, we sat in the lobby and had... Um, I like pumpkin. We had dinner in the lobby one night. They had like a a bar snacky thing. And I got um, a bratwurst sandwich. Okay, sounds good. With mustard and uh, sauerkraut. Sounds good. 
And I, that's what I thought. And it came out on pumpernickel bread okay. with a one and a half or two inch layer of pumpkin pie filling on it. Ooh. It was gross, <laughs> and it was never really you. You, you weren't you. They kind of surprised you with it, right? Pumpkin wasn't like it was just slid in there. So then we went on to sort of a soup course, seafood chowder, and a double boiled chicken soup with bean curd. The seafood chowder was a huge hit. The chicken soup was okay. Okay. Do we have more? Yeah. I moved on to sushi. The next one is slow-cooked chicken roulade with truffle crust, spinach and cheese timbal with sauce chardonnay, steamed grouper fillets with cordyceps flour. Mm. I cook with that all the time. You do, really. <laughs> I get the big one at Sam's. Oh, oh gosh, it scared okay. me. <laughs> I get the big cordyceps flour do you? at Sam's. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's nothing in that cup that just fell out. No, no, it was empty. Just it's a cup. spilled everywhere. Um, some of this was good. Some of it wasn't so much. But we, it was, you know, it was a nice assortment. Beautiful presentation on yeah, everything so far. It was beautiful. Everything yeah. we were open on. Really, really well done presentation. Oh, this one came with a pin. <laughs> you got to be careful eating your dessert. <laughs> Don't eat the they, pin. This was mango chocolate mousse cake with strawberry coulis, pumpkin and almond milk, and coffee pudding. Mm. Everything bad is on this plate. <laughs> They've collected all the bad things. <laughs> they put it on one plate and put it in it's front of so John. Pretty. Okay, that one little multi-layered thing that looks like cake. It looks also looks gelatinous. They're, all, they're slices of Jello adhered together. Oh my <laughs> god! It looked like cake when it came out. When you touched it, it was. It looks like cake, jello. but I see a shine on it, so I know it's not. So none of this appealed to me, but with almond milk and coffee. That's the little Mickey head thing. Mm-hmm. The I best don't. part was the pin. Where's the chocolate on here? There's no chocolate on there? No. Wrapped around the... I think Mickey's made of chocolate and it's wrapped around the base. Okay. So wow. very nice. You know, our first mm-hmm. night is nice and everybody's high and we're hugging and blah, blah, blah. We were not so high. So we, we go on <laughs> to... No, we hugged. No, you wow. said everybody was high. Oh, I didn't say everybody was high. Here's everybody did he high. You did it. Everybody, I'm thinking, whoa. What else did you None get None of us were high. <laughs> Some of them were high. The food would have tasted... Never mind. <laughs> Better. I would accepted that Jello thing. So day two starts. Our first day, we're going to go into into Hong Kong Disneyland. We're going to have a great day. We start with breakfast. Oh, good. Breakfast is in the hotel. It's included every morning. Cool. Similar sort of issues that we had in Tokyo, where there's a Japanese section, a Chinese section, specifically for Chinese visitors, which was unusual food. Oh wait, I didn't hear about this. Oh, Tokyo I, was. There was this. Separate Breakfast section? Breakfast had a Western section and a Japanese section. A food. 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 Okay. Not, not, like, it wasn't like... It wasn't segregated. Okay. <laughs> you didn't have to sit <laughs> When he said it, I thought, whoa, wait a minute. That would have been If you've been good, on the Disney dream or the Disney <laughs> fantasy, the breakfast restaurant, the buffet in Hong Kong, what is the restaurant downstairs? It's the Secret Garden, the Enchanted Garden. Enchanted Garden. The Enchanted Garden. That's what the restaurant reminded me of when yeah. you okay. walked into that. It had that kind of feel to okay. it. Now, I'm going to start. They explained to us that at breakfast, that at this point, we were in a typhoon. Well, as you say, let me get to that because I think we were sort of. I think we're already there. All right. Well, let's do, let's do the breakfast stuff first oh. and then we'll talk about that next. So let's flip through some of these pictures and we'll. Very well. Ursula's under the sea buffet. Very nice. Again, Ooh, steamed dumplings. Steaming dumplings. Okay, I so, like steamed dumplings. Um, again, things you don't really recognize, but lots of pink. Right, and then you move on, and they've got sort of the Western food of it. We we did well 
at this buffet. There was an omelet station. <clears throat> Excuse me. There was a person making fresh eggs. It's like bacon. Uh, the problem bacon. with the omelet section was there was one woman making omelets. So there were like 40 people in line. Yeah. And she was not fast. She was. Well, they were good, though, I'm sure. If you, by the time you got there, yes. Okay. Um, and the other problem they had was their scrambled eggs. They would cook them until they were slightly cooked, and then they would add heavy cream to them. They got runny. So when you put them on your plate, they didn't clump like eggs. They kind of looked like egg soup on your plate. That's what the eggs in Barcelona looked like when we yeah, were there. It was very European. Very runny, thing. yeah. And there was a bunch of us that are not big on runny eggs. Mm-hmm. So we found on the buffet, we found egg salad, like Americanized egg salad. Oh, So my. for breakfast every morning in Hong Kong, there was a little group of us who had egg salad as our breakfast. Interesting. Hot toast was, points? That was oh. Tokyo was the egg salad. But Hong Kong was a little bit, so a little bit easier to have breakfast there and we did okay and we were doing fine and then our guides came up to us and said pulled kevin and i aside and said we have a problem I'm like oh no we love to hear that on our first friday right. we have a problem and show the picture this was our problem tropical cyclone signal number eight is in force now being from florida we're used to hurricanes yeah and we're used to hurricanes one through five and they said, we have a tropical cyclone eight approaching. And we thought, oh, we're all going to die. Right. This is it. This is it. This is the big one. It turns out sop- tropical cyclones are rated by their proximity to uh, where you okay. are. So an eight meant that it was close enough to cause issues. So they closed the park. Oh, okay. And you want to talk a little bit about really why they closed the park? We had no bad weather. It was beautiful. There were kids in the pool. And what happened is they explained that in Hong Kong, almost everybody travels by ferry oh, to get okay. to work. Right. It's a main tr- mode of transportation. And while we were in a very non-windy, non-rainy area, apparently the rest of Hong Kong was under a deluge. It was really, really strong. So this was for everybody. Right. The and they explained to us that the park would not close. There's signal one. Signal three and signal eight. I don't understand what all that is or why that is. But once it got to eight, they would close the park. And then they explained to us that if it stayed signal eight until 1 p.m., they would just close the park for the whole day. They would not ever try and reopen that day. There was a possibility that if it went down to a three, then they'd have three hours to open the park. And it might be open that night. And it's funny because we did not notice anything. I mean, from Florida, it seemed like a, a cloudy, a nice day. drizzly day. It was a nice day, actually, because it was breezy and cool. So we had talked about on the last show the fact that we were very, very jet-lagged and very, very tired. This became sort of a forced rest day for mm, many of us. Okay. Um, you kind of hung out at the resort and read and did some things. But I decided to go and look because I figured they're lying to me. I know that park's open. So you went to the park. So I went to the park anyway. The hotel is has a bus to the park, but it also has a walking path. We'll get into that. It says it's walking distance. It was far. But we, we were going to do some resort hopping and look at the other resorts. And we actually decided to take the bus to the theme park and get some shots of the park before, without anybody else there. So... Um, 
Beautiful, beautiful entrance. And again, this is the sky. This is Tropical Cyclone. This is why the park has been closed. So I went and took some pictures and wandered around a bit. Got some more there, Craig? Oh, we have a video. This is their fountain that's sort of outside in the esplanade of the, uh, before you get the actual ticket booth. So there's a little video of what the fountain is doing. I thought this was really, that's really cute. cool. Yeah. I have some video too of it at night. I didn't bring that, but it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So the fact that this is kind of before you even get into the theme park, before you get to the, the ticket booth and the turnstiles is very neat, very well themed mm-hmm. stuff. We walked around, took as much pictures as we could. Every time we came up to a cast member, we got told, you know, the park's closed. You can't get in the park today. See, I had to go and I had to get proof. That's the sign outside the park saying it's a tropical cyclone. Oh, that's a nice picture. That's up to there, looking at their train station. And just to show you that it's completely and totally empty. So... um, our day consisted of, we did that, walked around a little bit. I know you rested for most of the day. Rested and read. It was just, a, a, it was kind of a down day and there was not a lot else to do. But it sort of, it was nice. It kind of charged our batteries. We did lunch in the hotel. I don't have pictures of that, but we went to a place called Waltz Cafe. Um, it was very nice. It was very well done. <coughs> Dis- Adventures by Disney. The guys really worked hard to do something for us. They had the the lunch for us they did a dinner we'll talk about they also um got a conference room and they set it up if people wanted to go there you could play games and just sort of socialize and hang out yeah Yeah. they did they really did their best because there was nothing they could do at this point this was not anyone's fault this was weather right i have a question in the hotel and the resorts and the um parks was there a language issue with you and or did everybody speak english or how does when anytime i called on the phone for Mm -hmm. anything there was no problem. The person who answered the phone would speak English. And I didn't have any trouble with any of the people that I ran in, that I came in contact mm-hmm. with, especially in the hotels. Okay. I would say that wasn't true in the park. In the park, you could run into someone who spoke no English, and they would tap on a door, and I think the same woman came out every time. <laughs> they kept <laughs> her everywhere. Everywhere you went. She She's like a whole golf cart running. <laughs> yeah. I agree. The, the resort was very good. They seemed to be okay. Um, we'll talk later again about renting a car, and the person was very responsive to that. Um, but if you got yeah. to the park and anything was more complicated beyond, I want to purchase this or where's right. this, uh, we had difficulty with it. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out, too, and I forgot what it was, shoot. Before we got to dinner, I wanted to say something and I forgot. Sorry. Think about it. I'm going to start dinner. There's a restaurant in Hong Kong Disneyland that is known as Crystal Lotus. And Crystal Lotus is one of those, here in the United States, we would call this a must-do. Because they are famous for their Disney dim sum. Oh, these are my favorite pictures, I think. Now, this is the menu. And I wanted to show you the menu real quick because I forgot to take pictures of the food that came out because it was weird. Uh, we were so enthralled by how the food was that we, I kind of like totally zoned out and didn't take any pictures of it. Um, we had something called Maw. Maw. Maw? M-A-W. Maw. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it was a rice or noodle thing, but on top of it were these big white things. Puffs. <laughs> like how big? 
like a fist? Two and a half inches, and about then they were about as big around as a quarter. A maw. A maw. So I said to our guide, what are they? And she goes, it's maw. Oh, yeah, I got that part. Oh. Oh, it's her now. Tally-ho. The hounds, the hounds, the the hounds are coming. coming. Um, <laughs> Start the hunt. Um, so I said, what, what is it? It's maw. I got that. What's more? She goes, um... Was it something covered? No. You know, it was like in a sauce. The... And it, was in a, it was with the noodles. And I said, well, what are they? She said, they're fish bladders. Fish bladder. bladders. Bladders. The thing that inside a fish allows it to sort of raise oh. and lower in the water. Fills with oh, air inside how its pleasant. Body. Yeah. So. What they taste like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. You don't I, have a picture of Ma? I don't. Again, things came out, and I was so and like, this was taken aback. <laughs> This was put Did on you a, Google it? This was put on a giant turntable. And it was, you know, you Oh, it was just Ma family style. Right. Okay. <laughs> it was Ma family style. And apparently, style. <laughs> I said, I made a joke, no more Ma. And she said, oh, don't, 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 don't do that. And I said, why? She goes, that means like you're touching someone inappropriately or something like that. I'm like, okay. So I need to let you know what's going on here. We were supposed to have dinner <laughs> the day that the park was closed because of the typhoon. The next night was going to be dinner on our own after a day in the park. Okay. And someone in our group had made reservations for all of us, or most of us, to go to this restaurant. And one of the big things was they have Disney dim sum. Okay. So you had to order the Disney dim sum, like, very far in advance. So what happened was, once the park was closed and we kind of had a down day with nothing to do, right. ABD worked with the restaurant to move our dinner reservation from the next night to Over. lunch okay. or to dinner the night before. Makes sense. And they, the restaurant was wonderful. They not only accommodated all of us, they had the dim sum ready for us. And that's what these pictures are. And that's what these pictures are. And I mean, very creative. That You cannot, there's nothing you can say. Fantastic. Look at them. Is that the bear? And yep. Duffy, Duffy and, and Shelly May. Well, apparently, we, apparently we're saying Shelly May wrong. Apparently it's something else, so... I'm going to stop talking about it. This is uh, Baymax. Look at that There's one. There's Olaf. And it's the, the three, three little pigs. Oh and again, God. it's all dim sum with some of it has like the three little pigs had pork in it appropriately. I thought these were aliens. Oh. Come to f- what? No. Nope. It's Jack Skellington. It's supposed to be Jack Skellington. Oh. oh I, see the I didn't at first. I thought it was like aliens and I wasn't quite sure how that got to be Disney, but. They were actually my favorite. They had shrimp inside them. They were delicious. The other ones, while they were absolutely adorable, there was a great deal of bread. I don't know how else to put it. That in order to make them so... The dumpling portion of it. The dumpling portion of it. In order to make them so adorable, it was very bready. Yeah. There wasn't enough filling. That makes sense. So this was a very, again, except for the fact that, you know... The beginning part was very strange. What was the other thing? It had goose flaps. It had goose flaps. Goose webs. I just, I, I've been saying goose flaps. It was goose webs, and it's the back of a goose's leg from his butt to his foot. Wow, that's so, the best part. Yeah, really. <laughs> Did you eat all of these things? I tasted everything. Did you? What, what was, uh, go back to the maw. What'd that taste like? It had a very sort of very, I guess the right term is umami, sort of very rich really flavor to it i didn't care for it it didn't taste good to me it tastes almost like have you ever had tripe have you yeah. Ever had, yeah it tastes a little bit like I tripe john try it right oh, i would have had to and try the it goose flaps were 
you know, again, not tasting. How good. are they prepared? Maybe they didn't do it. Right. Did you like ever see steamed. a cinnamon stick in the market? Yeah, that's exactly what they looked like. So the calf is somebody's leg. Is what it- so there's a great deal of you know people trying stuff and not eating it. So those, now, the food was not. This was our devoured. Chinese guy Daisy explaining to me what this wasn't. So it's interesting. Mm. So. Again, the, the dim sum was a huge hit. That's the thing where everyone was looking forward to, and we enjoy it. Again, I have to give our guides a tremendous amount of credit. They were throwing this complete loop, and they were so worried that Kevin and I were going to be mad. About so what? That the, this tropical cyclone, we couldn't have this first day in the park. And we kind of explained to them, we live in Florida. <laughs> yeah, we got this. So we, you know, we said, listen, it's okay. Do whatever you can. People enjoyed their day. They did what they could do. Some people resort hopped. And then we, they did breakfast, lunch, and dinner for How us. How many resorts do they have? Um, they have several. <laughs> <laughs> they have mo- you know you told okay. me we weren't going to give a lot of uh, details about all this was going to be an overview? You get a lot of details ready. We're only on day two. We're on day two. So again, we're gonna. But I wanted to do is I'm gonna focus on the Adventures by Disney stuff as opposed to the parks. Uh-huh. So day three comes around, and day two and three are kind of mixed together. We were gonna have a VIP tour one day of Hong Kong Disneyland, and the next day was going to be um, an Imagineer was gonna walk with us. They sort of put everything together in one day. So our next day was Hong Kong Disneyland with an Imagineer and then the VIP guides in the afternoon. Um, Let's run through some pictures. Um, Cool, seeing the dedication plaque in Chinese as well. That was neat. Uh, Something we learned in Shanghai was Shanghai doesn't have a dedication plaque, which I think is odd. It is interesting. Uh, Again, their train station. Uh, Everything really done well for a Halloween They've really embraced Halloween over there. Um, this park is really modeled after Disneyland in California. So when we get to things like the castle, there's the castle. Oh, yeah. Let's the see. cool thing about this is, okay, so there's the Disneyland castle. And there's mountains behind it. That's kind of neat. Yeah, yeah I like that. Now it looks we, more real. <laughs> while we were there early in the morning, an Imagineer came out to talk to us and had huge artist renderings. Hong Kong Disneyland lost visitors to Shanghai. And we thought maybe it's just because the park was new, Mm -hmm. the newer. But it was explained to us that for Chinese people to go to Hong Kong, they have to have a visa. They have to have permission to visit Hong Kong. So when Shanghai opened, they don't have to have permission to go to Shanghai. So a lot of business was lost. So they've decided that they're going to... Renovate the park, rehab it. Hong Can Kong, we go back to the castle for just a moment? Rehab Hong Kong? Hong Kong. A lot of this park is going to be rehabbed, especially the castle is going to have a major rehab to it. That is going to be the entrance to the castle from now on. And behind it, they are going to build a massive addition. To get interest back and people well, back in the park. To modernize the park. Yeah, apparently it's not also, that old, is it? No, it's not. Apparently Hong Kong Disneyland appeals now to uh, foreigners who can get there easily, more easily, like Australians. Right, right. And fo- those folks go there, not to the mainland Chinese who are now going to Shanghai. Um, let's go through some more of, of the pictures again. Um, got to see Manor. The, oh, Mystic Manor. Oh, Mystic Manor is incredible. Is it? Yeah. Look Kevin, at it. As Kevin explained in another show, they don't have, the Chinese people don't have Haunted Mansion. 
because of how they revere their dead. Oh, they don't haunt okay. you and they're not ghosts. They so protect you. So this is sort of their version of the Haunted Mansion, and it's based on a storyline where it's one of the explorers from the Explorers Club. Who Has a pet items. monkey named Albert, and they find this artifact, this ark, and there's a jewel on top, but you're not supposed to open, touch the jewel because it will release the d- demons or whatever. And it's like Pandora's box. Mm-hmm. Well, Albert, the animatronic monkey. Of course. Touches the box, and all of a sudden, your car, your little ride vehicle, goes crazy, and you go careening through this. Oh, cool! So this is an incredible ride. We we love this ride. The one of the things about this park is that it's not crowded at all. This reminds me of visiting Walt Disney World when we first I first started, like in the eighties, nineties, when the park wasn't so jam packed. I mean. Part of it was the time of year we went, but they said in general it's not very crowded. So I walked on Mystic Manor like five times. Wow. Just went on and on and on. So it was really great to – What was to, the ride mechanism? Was it a dune buggy or something similar? Yeah, very similar to very a dune similar. buggy. Think of booking more like the cars from Toy Story Mania, but not on a track. It was a trackless system. Mm. So the cars sort of went independently, but you sat two in front, two in back. And right. Like Mr. Toad. No, yeah, a little okay. like Mr. Toad. Really great. It was a great, great ride. And again, when we cover this park, I've got some video from the ride that I'll put together to sort of make it a little bit more cohesive so you can see it. Uh, very cool exterior. This exterior is, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Oh, my gosh. Things are pop- – did you touch the diamond, Albert? Did you touch the jewel? Things are happening here. So, again, let's take a look at the uh, of the exterior to the Mystic Manor. Again, beautiful, very cool. Um, what else have we got Palm as trees. far as pictures? That's it? That's it for – okay, so that's it for Hong Kong. Oh, we're done? Um, again, great park, lots of stuff to do, cool rides, cool things. Um Going back and thinking about it, this is the park with um, Iron Man. I wrote Iron Man. Um, I didn't think I was going to do it because it's a lot like um, Star uh, Star Tours. I'm sorry, I'm distracted because there's a lot going on <laughs> here at the table. It's a lot like Star Tours, and I thought, oh, I can't ride Star Tours. It hurts my back. It makes me dizzy. Mm-hmm. Incredible ride mechanism. Very well done. So a lot of cool stuff in this park. Um, and again, because the crowds are low and the park is relatively small, it's very easy to do. It's a very easy park to do. They just have one park, right? It's not like... Correct. Okay. They just have the Hong Kong Disneyland Park. Um, what's next on our little thing here? Show me before I move on. Okay, so that's the end of our first day in Hong Kong Disneyland. And again, this was a two days mashed together. But we're back on track, and our next day is day four, and this is our Hong Kong City tour. So we start early. We do breakfast in the hotel, same place we did the other day. We're doing good. We get in the bus, and we go to Stanley Market. And Stanley Market is all about shopping and sort of bargain hunting and getting your souvenirs. It was a great deal of fun. Um, You can imagine anything and everything is there to purchase, including knockoff bags. Really? And, you know, fake jade and things like that. You felt safe? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely safe. Yeah, it wasn't really like... um, People dragging you down alleys No, it was very open. It was very crowded. Okay. um, But everybody, I mean, 
strangers would tell you this is fake stuff. So we bought refrigerator magnets and we bought like say refrig- bought a refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, we a refrigerator. I mean, we didn't buy stuff that it mattered whether it was right. real or not. I was offered um, an Hermes bag, which is usually about $3,900 here in the United yeah. States. They were $25 and I could buy one, get one free. Wow. So it was a deal. It was all open air. I would describe it as a flea market and okay. almost anywhere. But it was fun. It was, yeah. it was very yeah. much fun. Yeah. The fun other thing is, it's a, a thing in – the way I would describe it is you could walk through some place that sold framed artwork, like a, the, the, the place in the mall that sells framed mm-hmm. artwork, and people would buy Chinese characters based on how they look, the aesthetic. Not necessarily what they mean, but how the characters look. Does that make sense to no, you? No, not at all. No, I don't understand that. If you walk through, you can see framed Chinese words. And people, you're looking at me like you don't understand the words I'm using. <laughs> I believe Do you, you understand the word framed? Like yes. calligraphy Frame? style? Yeah, but they're, they're, they're Chinese characters. So yeah. more artwork Chinese. than the actual meaning behind the right. Chinese words. And they sell them based on... Um, Aesthetics. You can do that here in the United States. We did it. They had them in China too. However, you don't. The words, you know, they'll tell you it's happiness or luck right, or whatever. Right, right. Apparently, that's popular in China. But they buy Americanized words as for the aesthetic value. However, they're what we would describe as really nasty curse words. I get where you're going. Oh, okay. okay I'm getting it now. It My, is okay. not unusual to see it. Child in China. Yeah. I, I'm going to tell you the one we saw. Um, one little girl. Word. No, I'm not going to use the bad word. One little girl was walking around with a shirt on that said, I wish I, I, wish I was a bird so I could decide who to blank on. Poop on. But oh, it wasn't poop. that word. Okay. And she was three. Yeah. John bought a magnet. Oh, what nasty magnet. Did and it's buy? just a word. And it's. The first part is a certain part of your body, and the second word is whole. It was a hole spelled a, out. Oh, it's got your name on there. <laughs> it and it's in Chinese How appropriate. and English. How so appropriate. it was very popular to see T-shirts for sale with words that you wouldn't use in front of your children. But you don't. But it's in Chinese. Both it, Chinese and English. Oh, so I would okay. ask them. Do they know? Do the people who are buying these know what it means? And they said no. And then what they would say is like, okay, so that shirt the little girl was wearing, when they interpret it back, it probably meant I saw above you and I'm, you know, right. So it says something a little bit more beautiful than that. But she said they wouldn't know exactly what that meant. Oh my! So it was not uncommon to see children walking around the park with really vulgar curse words, like young children, on their clothes. Wow. After Stanley Market, um, we went to the, a lookout so we can get a view of – it actually is Hong Kong Harbor. Um, and beautiful, beautiful view, beautiful scenery, cool place to go. Terrifying um, bus ride to get up there. I believe we've yeah. got a video of a little bit of a pan of what I did for oh, wow. the actual view. So it doesn't even look real. It's no, so it's really, really, really pretty. And incredible how you know I should have taken the audio out before I gave it to you, but that's all right. The uh, look at that, yeah, it's incredible how it's built up. I'm not going to get into it because I'm going to get the socio political aspect of it wrong. But it was explained to us 
Hong Kong is really the perfect capitalist society because of how it's now structured. It's not part of China yet. It won't be part of China for 50 years. It was released from the British. And because of this, their growth is incredible. And their real estate has grown incredibly. It's not unusual to have multi-million dollar apartments in Hong Kong. And buildings a hundred stories tall. Is that crazy? I think I just read. And if you look at it, the most recent town and country, one of the most wealthy people in the world now is that person they talked about in um, Hong Kong, who owns uh, apartment buildings, and he's worth billions of dollars. That's wild. So after experiencing the lookout and, and seeing the beautiful, beautiful vista, we uh, had lunch up there at the top of this lookout. I forget what this restaurant was. Um, was nice enough. The food was nice enough. It uh, wasn't anything special or memorable. I think it was more about the fact of where we were mm-hmm. that was cool. Um, not, I can't even – I think it was very Americanized, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah, that we looks, had, yeah. We had, my dinner my lunch here was a cheeseburger. Yeah, I think you had a cheeseburger and stuff and somebody had a – I don't even know what this is. So it wasn't like – it was. Oh, like, this was Ooh. a curry, I think. Yep. So it wasn't like, oh, this is incredible food. It was more like, we were here. Let's have lunch the here. The location was the thing. Uh, then we rode uh, funicular. Before oh. we go on to that, the other thing was, in Japan, it had been 95 degrees. At what the top of this lookout, it was like 65. So it was lovely. The yeah. temperature was lovely. A funicular. Ooh, those always scare me. Yeah, and this one was scary. This one was a pretty big incline. And we only went back. Oh, and we had to sit backwards. It was such oh, an no, incline. No, 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 yeah, no. it was crazy. Was it that the only option? Our guides. It was so steep coming down, but it's been it's been working. What did they say? One hundred and twenty yeah, years. It's ridiculous. It's been there time. forever. It was so steep that one of the our Chinese guide Daisy, she did what she called funicular surfing, and while everyone else was standing, she stood in the middle of the aisle, and you couldn't stand upright because it was so steep. Right. So. Her feet were on the floor, and she was tilted back at, like, 45 degrees. So, What kept her from sliding out of that thing? Well, The gravity. The and gravity. The, so then there were other the people force. in our group who got up and did it. And it was because of the steepness and how fast you were moving, it looked like they were almost laying down. It was it oh kind of cool to watch. But then if you looked outside, because you were going down so steep, it was very hard to get an orientation on the building yeah. because – if you took a picture, none of it made sense. Oh, Lord. No. You asked if there was another option. We got up there by bus. And we got up there by bus on windy road with no mm-hmm. guardrail. Uh, our bus actually hit, grazed another bus. That's how tight these roads were. I don't, and as I said, it's not an Adventures by Disney if there's not a harrowing bus ride right? involved. And I don't – I mean I've been on cruise ships and I don't mm-hmm. get seasick. I don't get motion sick. I don't have to sit in the front seat. This bus ride made me nauseous. Yeah. It was it was stop and go and treacherous, and you would look over, and you would be up, I don't know how many hundreds of feet. Oh, my gosh. So after that, um, we did a little bit of a bus tour of uh, Hong Kong. Some of our group took a ferry ride. At that point, we decided not to do that. It was going to be a lot of steps. It's going to be a lot of walking, so we just decided we would stay on the bus. Here's a shot. This is a... You know, if you ever see anything that talks about Hong Kong, this is the famous skyline mm-hmm. of Hong Kong. So we really enjoyed that. And it was, that was one of those things where we almost thought about not doing because we kind of was like – it was kind of like um, we were worried about the amount of walking involved and sort of holding other people up. 
because we were walking very slow for stuff. And they were telling us, you know, you're going to walk far to this place and far to that place. So we, uh, very, very glad we did it. It was incredible. Uh, that night, had some extra time. I ran into the park. Kevin stayed back in the, in the room, but I decided to go and see the park at night. I packed. It was great. Saw the fireworks. Saw um, the parade, the nighttime parade or the villains parade. Again, when we talk about that park, I'll go into much more detail with that. Um, up next, next day, is our transition to Beijing. This was our first internal flight. That's part of the adventure. We had flown from Japan, mm -hmm. but this was ABD's flight. We flew from Hong Kong to Beijing. Did we do anything that morning? Breakfast. We had breakfast that morning, and then we got our flights over to Beijing. Um, I want to talk about so our, our first experience with our first internal flight. We arrive in Beijing, and the plane passes by all the nice jetways along the way and parks at the furthest end of the runway as it could. And stops, and they pull up the stairs, like you're the president getting off the plane. Oh, external. However, okay. they called it fog. Eventually, they used the right phrase, and it was smog. Beijing, by 4 o'clock in the afternoon, is pretty much dark. The smog is so bad. Wow. So we got off the plane. In heavy smog. It was very casual. Getting dark. Yeah. And it was like, all of a sudden, you're faced with stairs. So we did our best. We got off. Oh, but it was like, what are you doing to me? Get on the bus. Again, it's now almost pitch black at like 530 at night. Uh, our first uh, thing in Beijing that we do is we go to uh, Duck Du Chins <laughs> for dinner. We all thought they were saying Dr. Chins. Dr. Sheen. Dr. Sheen. <laughs> so we were saying, what is going on? Um, this place is famous for their Peking duck. Um I am not a fan of Peking duck, mm, so it yeah. did not impress me, but it was a nice dinner. We had a nice dinner, and again, it's family style for the most part. They give you um, a great deal of um, things in the beginning. There's rice and there's vegetables and things to start out your meal on one of those big lazy Susans. Uh, and then, of course, it's the guy comes out and carves the Peking duck, and they have really cute Peking duck plates that they put oh, it on. And then you go and see where the Peking duck is slaughtered. And that's how they slaughter. Here's the, and then there's the oven where you cook the Peking duck. So it's a whole Peking duck thing. Right. As you do in China. Um, and then. So I asked to use the restroom in this restaurant. Oh, man. And okay. it is down a very, very steep flight of stairs. I am not adept at stairs. I'm just not. So I said, you don't have one that's available? Oh, yes, we have a handicapped accessible restroom. Okay. Okay, great. Where's yeah. that? Okay. You had to go through the restaurant, and you had to go down four stairs through a courtyard, past where they store the garbage cans. Then you had to go up three stairs. You went through another restaurant and went down four more stairs and went into a third restaurant. Oh, you are making this up. No. Seriously? I went with them because I had to use my iPhone to light the way. <laughs> that dark. was the handicap accessible? That was the accessible one. Yeah. Uh-huh. So oh. I finally made it back to the table, and Valerie says to me, how far is the handicapped accessible one? I said, you're not going to believe me. So she comes back, and she goes, I should have just used the stairs. <laughs> right? The stairs. So uh, when I talked earlier about this, um, a lot of this trip – if you have mobility issues, a lot of this trip is hard. 
Now, you walked from where the bus dropped you off. You went down some narrow side streets. But in some of them, the sidewalk was only one or two feet wide because of other things on the sidewalk. This is not – this whole thing is not really measured for anybody with a mobility issue. It would have been very difficult for anyone in a wheelchair to do it. Yeah. I mean, it was tough for Kevin as it was, but we – we muscled through as much as we could. Uh, on to our hotel. We stayed at the Rosewood in Beijing. I do not know what possessed me where I have no pictures of this hotel. However, it, it was one of the most gorgeous places I've ever stayed in my life. We'll it's never know. Probably we'll never the know. nicest hotel see. I've ever stayed in. And I'll never know. We I'll had We had almost an apartment. I mean, we had a dining table and we had a oh, living wait. room. I think... Um, Someone you traveled with put it on Facebook. I'm sure a bunch of people did, yeah. Because I kept saying, it's got to be more than one room, and it was no, huge. It was huge. huge. Yeah. It was huge. Um, we had huge picture windows overlooking the smog. a tenement in smog. <laughs> <laughs> we had a beautiful apartment with virtually no view at all. We looked at an apartment building across the way. However, it was... The most it was the nicest room I've ever stayed in, and I've been lucky enough to stay in some nice places. Wow. However... They're not going to use this hotel anymore. They're going to now move back. Uh, the Peninsula Hotel in Beijing was under renovation. Apparently, the thing is now for larger rooms in China, and the Beijing had older small rooms. I'm sorry, the um, Peninsula had older small rooms. So what they've done is they've remodeled it and put two rooms together to make larger rooms. So the rooms are really large. Yeah, that's but the people home. that live in China live in tiny little. Yeah, pretty much. Our wow. our room in the Rosewood was the result of them remodeling and putting two rooms together. And you could see that. Um, the only sort of weird idiosyncrasy of the room was, I guess, to take advantage of the view. Behind the bed are two windows that look into the bathroom. One is directly in the shower. <laughs> so she there's... can shower and look out through the bedroom. Mm-hmm. At the tenement across the street. Um, That's... And at first, you, know, you think too. I, I mean, we're talking probably a two foot window, like from your waist to the ceiling. So we got playing with the buttons, and there are shades on the window. So if you don't want to, you know, have the public shower. And the other one on the other side sort of looks into where the commode is. <laughs> wow. wow. But again, beautiful hotel. We love this hotel. It was fantastic. It's the nicest room I've ever stayed in. And that's saying a lot. The next day, uh, breakfast in the hotel. Again, Adventures by Disney provided breakfast every day. This place was called Bistro B. We love this place. We had many meals in this place. The it, food was really surprisingly, good. Surprisingly, it was a French cafe. Interesting. So tons of choices. Again, you could have omelets made to order. There was a charcuterie area. Um, just really, really fantastic and was wonderful. What was that hanging there? Meats, various okay. Meats and things. No, it's not a person. Trust me. Uh, This was their pancake station and their waffle station. So so very, very nice. Really, what happened was we sort of got to this hotel, and I think they do this section to kind of Americanize it, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. for ABD travelers. Because, again, it was a very, very easy breakfast to manipulate, and the hotel was very, very well done. We loved it. This day is uh, was going to be a walking tour of Beijing. Uh, the group was going to Tiananmen Square oh. and the Temple of Heaven. Uh, we opted not to do it. And the Forbidden Palace. The Forbidden Palace. 
Uh, we were told in advance how much walking there was going to be, how many steps there were going to be. So we decided not to participate. And we had a couple you, of people. Meaning the two of you, not the whole group. Well, no, other people too. But oh, okay. There were several. Uh, there was a couple of us. four of us total. Four. Okay. With a little bit of a mobility issue. Right. So what we did was we hired a car and a driver. And that included a tour guide. So American-speaking tour guide. He's was perfectly bilingual and we got to drive alongside of Tiananmen Square so we got to see okay. everything they did without the walking now we drove by and around the Forbidden Palace and we mm-hmm. drove by the Temple of Heaven but we couldn't go in so he did some other things for us um, we were there during the Communist Party the annual Communist Party meeting where the leader of China was reinstated so there was a great deal of security around. Uh, but we drove out and saw the where the Olympics were. We saw the bird's nest and the oh, blue wow. cube and had a great time. Some pictures. Let's sort of flip through these again. Um, in general, things you saw in Beijing, you could see the sky again. Very, very smoggy. Um, not very pretty sky. But the architecture is beautiful. Um, there's a lot of stuff sort of... Uh, installed art along the walkway along the roads this stuff fascinated me i didn't know what it was but i took pictures of it um a lot of the things are just you know made it very interesting and very cool to see um this building is called the pants can you see the pants Mm -hmm. and it's china cable television like CCT, I think they call it yeah but again you can see how much is going uh that's part of the forbidden city Going along the how much is being built up. That's the bird's nest. However, you can see that it's. They kept calling it fog. The fog never went away. This was a day that, in addition to going to these things, uh, we asked our driver to take us someplace to do some jade shopping. So he took us someplace that was called the Pearl Market. It was kind of like an indoor swap meet where people were selling everything from toys to luggage. Um, but we went to a specific uh, jewelry store. We had a great time. We bought quite a few pieces. And our guide said, told us that people in China expect you to negotiate or haggle. So he said to Valerie and Mickey, who was with us, let's have a code. If you're negotiating and I think you've got the right price, I will say that's good. Okay. If I think you can do better, I will say, that's nice. Okay. So they both went, okay. So the first person said to Mickey, this is so many dollars. And Mickey's like, okay, is the box extra? <laughs> then they got to Val, and she negotiated back and forth a while. And she said to Michael, Michael, what do you think? And he said, that's nice. Valerie says, okay, I'll take it. And he said, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's right code. So now John was negotiating for me. I bought this. I bought this little ring. And... He said to Michael, I don't need your help negotiating. So apparently Michael, the tour guide, has been to this store before because he comes over and he says to me, as we were getting ready to leave, he said, the ladies called me in the back and she said, the big guy doesn't need any help. <laughs> so we laughed. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed negotiating with them. Um, I want to point out, too, um, the car was arranged by our guides. We paid for it. It was mm-hmm. extra. But they did a really great job. Really nice. Helped us but get But I got this- the feeling – I got – I felt like we saw Beijing. I absolutely feel like we saw Beijing. We saw a lot of it. And again, they helped to get the car, but they also got this this tour guide 
who they know personally. So it really was a, a special experience. That's nice. All right. So moving on to the next day. The next day is the Great Wall of China. Mm. This is sort of the one <laughs> China thing I wanted to do and see. Right. So I was glad that we had it in our itinerary and we were going to do it. Kevin decided he wasn't going to do it. At this point, the guides in our trip were very, very honest with Kevin and said, listen, here's the deal. It's a huge amount of walking. It's strenuous walking. It's not easy. Um, You're going to have a hard time doing it. So actually, Kevin and Val both decided that they weren't going to do it. And Rightfully so. Mm-hmm. It was arduous to get to the Great Wall of China. You start out in this sort of area where there's shopping. You walk through a little shopping area. And again, it's all about knickknacky things and you negotiate and it's part of the fun. At the end of this, um, you take a bus to the bottom of the hill. <laughs> Great Wall footpath. You get to the bottom of the hill. And then there is what I would say... I don't know what this would be considered an incline of about that steep. Waiting for the camera to get to me. (laughs) Waiting for the camera so I can give my visual. An incline of about this steep. I had to stop like four or five times. Was it steps or was it a path? This was just a road, sort of uneven cobblestony road. But on the side, they did put steps for people who couldn't do that, couldn't manipulate that. And I wasn't the only one. There were people who were stopping and huffing and puffing. So it wasn't like loose gravel. No, it wasn't loose gravel. Okay. It was cobblestones and it was steps on the side. And then at the top of this is a cable car. So this is the top of where I sort of – you get to the cable car. So you're not even there yet. You're nowhere near the Great Wall. So you get in the cable car. Um, I thought I had a – do I have the video of the cable car? If not, it's not a big deal. I put it on YouTube. And of course, you know, you get to the cable car and you think, I can't, I can't go in that. I can't, I'm going to fall to my death. But you sort of say, I've come this far and I have to, and I have to get on that. And I've got to ride that cable car. Nope. But that's okay, Craig. Well, it doesn't have to show. All it was was a little video of the cable car coming around and opening up for you. So then you get off the cable car and you're at the top. I apologize for turning around. So that's inside the cable car. And you're off the top of the cable car. And there's this is uh, the Great Wall from the cable car. Then there's more walking. You're walking up more steps. These are the stairs. These are the stairs to the Great Wall of China. So I am pretty much done. (laughs) I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do any more. Think about, can you see how far that lady has to step up? Almost like stepping on to a a low chair. They're uneven. They're broken up. They're a little bit slanty. And this is how you get onto the Great Wall of China. So you muscle up the strength to do this last part. If you're that close, you got to do it. You got to do it. And you get on it. And it is spectacular to think about where you are and where you're standing and the history of it all. Look at that. And how far it is. You can see that white line goes all the way up into the mountains. Isn't that crazy? We walked it a little bit. Um, to my surprise, it wasn't all smooth and flat. I thought it was going to be like a smooth surface. There were steps. So at some point, there might have been little slate steps going mm-hmm. down. Other parts, there might have been taller steps up and down. But super, super happy I did it. It was a great experience. 
Um, they do a little cute thing where they have people dressed as uh, invaders coming to you, and they're gonna, you know, oh, and you take a picture with them, and you do a little photo op with them. So they're kind of, and they give you their pin. So they try to make it a little bit more Disney-ish, but it doesn't need it. You know, this is the Great Wall of China. Wow. You don't need to do that. How long was the whole process for the time you started walking and got on the cable and and finally got there? They left right after breakfast. We did. And John texted me at lunchtime, and I'm going to guess it was 1 o'clock. And he said to me, what are you doing? Because I'm sure they all thought Valerie and I were sitting home pining and crying. We did. And Valerie and I had gone to that French bistro, and we had a a two-and-a-half-hour lunch. Okay. So I I said, we're having lunch. Uh, What are you doing? He said, I'm having random bitter greens for lunch. (laughs) Yeah. So after the Great Wall, we did go to lunch at a local restaurant, which was not a big deal, and it was not even – it was one of those things where I think we were so tired – but also so so sort of overwhelmed by what we got to see and do. Yeah. They could have fed us anything. We didn't care. It was at fine. that point. It's the location. Right, it's the location. Yeah. Um we head back. It's like an hour and a half ride out. It's like a two hour ride back because of traffic. Again, worth every minute of the experience to get a chance to do that. Um I forget what we did that. I think we went to that bistro B for dinner that night. The food was really good. Must have been good, yeah. And then the next day we head out to Shanghai. Now, what happens is I know we're we're going really late, but I think we can finish up in about twenty minutes. Craig, are you okay with that? (laughs) (laughs) That didn't sound convincing, did it? Okay, I have to leave in about fifteen. Can you do you? All right, we'll try to wrap it up in fifteen. Because again, the last part is Shanghai Disneyland. We're going to do a whole separate show on Shanghai Disneyland. Okay. The folks on our trip did what they call the pedicab ride to the Hutong. Um, quick explanation is that this is uh, sort of Chinese people retire early. So the older Chinese people wanted something to do. And in this area, they took their homes and they made their homes into businesses where people were invited in to sort of see what they do and what they make. And they it's very artsy craftsy. Very artsy craftsy. We didn't do that. Again, it was going to be walking and getting into this pedicab. But people had a good time. Transition to Shanghai. Again, you get to the airport and you got to walk upstairs to the plane. You get to Shanghai, you got to walk downstairs from the plane. Um, again, makes it arduous, makes it uncomfortable, but we kind of got through it. Get to Shanghai Disneyland, get to the Shanghai Disneyland Resort, and then it's like no place I've ever seen in my life. It is the most beautiful Disney hotel. We had a debate. Is it more beautiful than Alani? Alani wins because of location. This hotel is gorgeous. Can you run through some of the pictures? You took pictures? We did. I actually took pictures of this hotel. (laughs) I know. I wasn't good about the other place. Uh, kind of dark to see, but this is a um, statue in the lobby. The lobby is oh, like a cruise ship. It reminds Everything me of Everything is yeah. very, very grand. Very grand and very beautiful. It does look like cruise ship doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, our mouths dropped. Oh, look at that. At this uh, hotel. It was just incredible. The back of the hotel faces this little lake. Across from the lake is Shanghai Disneyland. This is their castle from the back of their hotel. Wow. It's enormous. It's, it's incredible. Huge. It's just incredible. Um, you can watch the nighttime projection show 
and the fireworks actually from this hotel. That's how close it is. Um, just couldn't say enough great things about this hotel. Absolutely fantastic. The rooms were, the rooms were beautiful. Um, as far as the rooms go in our experiences, I think this was um, the least room, the room we liked the least, but it was still very well done. Every day is breakfast in the hotel, uh, downstairs in Lumiere's, very nice. You can flip through some of these, um, you know, based on Lumiere, based on Beauty and the Beast. Well done, well themed. So great breakfast, a lot of choices, a lot of good stuff to have. Um, there's a character breakfast, so the characters come out and do their thing, and you dance with them and sing with them. Really great experience. Um, Shanghai-style wonton soup. Mickey-shaped things. It's always good when you have Mickey-shaped things. Oh, look at them. Yeah. Like little quiches. Yep. Oh, they're pretty. Yep. So, again, work really great. Was was nice. Again, as you sort of get into that, you can find things to eat. You know, life is better and life gets good. <laughs> so, um, trying to figure out where we stand. Oh, so I've, i got to go back a second. This was breakfast the next day, the night before. Because we got in so late... We did a pre-order of dinner in our rooms. They delivered oh. dinner to the room. That it was, was nice. Yeah, it was nice. It was okay. It's a very strange situation because they're so used to the flights getting in so late. This is what they do. So we didn't have time to go into the parks that day, but it was still nice. So the next day is our Shanghai Disneyland Day. Um, we have VIP tour guides for that day, so we get to go into the park and, again, Incredible park. And one of the things that's nice about this park, we talked about Hong Kong was based on Walt Disney World. Um, Tokyo was based on Walt Disney World. Hong Kong is based on Disneyland. Shanghai feels like they told the Imagineers, don't base it on anything. Look at that castle. Do what you want to do. Again, just incredible. It looks like someone could actually live in this castle. It's beautiful. Um, the other interesting thing is, again, it's not really the – it's sort of the – the park is sort of a hub-and-spoke design, but it's not strictly that, and it is just – it's just unbelievable. Um, the guides were great. We had a lot of them. We had like six of them. Wow. So one of the things that was nice about that, the ABD arranged this for us. The nice thing about that was we were able to say, listen, there's a group of us who aren't fast and aren't interested in going on every single ride mm-hmm. so is it right if we go a little bit slower so our guide took us a little bit slower and we did a few of the rides and we got a chance to see the park uh one of the things we got a chance to see was pirates you might have saw my tweets about pirates mm-hmm. of the caribbean unbelievable incredible attraction in my opinion the best theme park ride out there wow. i'm not alone in saying that that picture is the best picture out <laughs> this there. is the can you picture can you find me on the ride where's john <laughs> that's awesome what happened was uh, we went on the ride with the vip tour guide we tried to get kevin on the ride we came out we said you gotta ride it you gotta ride it it's incredible we get through the queue we get him in the boat which is not easy because it's you know how those seats are really small yeah. really tight and what happens as we start to pull out the first boat goes whoosh over the edge. The second boat goes whoosh over the edge. Yeah. And then it's our turn, and we go, clunk. So the boat stops. Well, all of a sudden, two people run over, 
and look at us. And we're just sitting there. Yeah. And then they ran into a little office that we could see. Well, all of a sudden, three more people came and five more people came and eight more people came. So now there's like 35 people in this little office. Now all 35 of them come out and just look at us. Then they have flashlights and they're looking at us. They all ran back into the office and now 10 of them came out with huge things of rope. Like picture the rope you would tie up the Disney magic with. So now they're (laughs) giant. Now they're tying our boat up. And I thought, what are we doing? <laughs> was who all was in the boat? Like the was our little group, yeah. Without the tour guide, <clears throat> so but it was also other people. There were okay. other. I'm going to guess there's part, fifty people in the boat. Yeah, okay. These boats are big. I don't know that. I don't I'm know how many people. ten people, fifteen people. I'm <clears throat> okay. however many people were in the boat with John. So now they tie the boat up, and I think, well, but the boat's not moving. When they said, well, if you're when you're getting out, the boat could jerk and all of a sudden depart. Oh, so they had to secure it so, so they you could get out. The boat. So now there are a bunch of Chinese people standing around trying to grab people out of the boat, I think, before the boat took off. It's like an elevator waiting to plummet. Right. So this lady, this very nice lady, she probably weighed 85 pounds. Hold out your hand. She grabs me by the wrist. Now, I'm, I'm six foot five. Yeah. And I'm on that little bench, and I've got the little bar over me. And so that's she's not grabbed really your weird. wrist. She grabs my wrist, and she goes like this. Come on, I'll help you. And I thought, I'll pull you in, lady. <laughs> All I have to do is raise my arm, and you're right? going the other side of the boat. So John finally helped me out, and I thought, oh, my God. So we get outside, and we're sitting there waiting, and they said, okay, it's fixed. Let's go back in. No. No. So Kevin never wrote it. So after our VAP tour guide experience, uh, I had a chance later to go into the park, mm-hmm. and I rode Pirates. Like, it just kept going back on single rider. It was great. Just kept oh going, just kept going. So that picture is from one of my rides with that's hilarious. Uh, the single rider and this whole Chinese people. What I kept thinking is our boat broke at the dock. Yeah. And there were all those people with rope. Can you picture if that ride broke and I was out in the middle of the water? Yeah. So Crazy. a great day with the tour guides. They were fantastic with us. Um, we had a great deal of fun. The next day is our day in Shanghai. So we did a Shanghai city tour. Again, debated whether or not to do it. There's going to be a lot of walking. Are you going to be able to do the walking? How are you going to get around? So happy we did it. Um, got it. This was the most, in my opinion, Chinese experience we had. This felt like Real. I expected China to be. Right. Um, a little bit of shopping, a little bit of eating. Um, we went into what they called the old town. Right. It was lovely. So you can see great, you know, really cool architecture, really cool statues and stuff. Okay. So now we go jade shopping and they take us to this little place where they go, but we got there early cause the group was doing a walking tour. So as we're sitting, we get, we purchase some jade and quite a bit of jade and everyone in our group had bought some stuff and we're sitting there and we're just sort of relaxing and hanging out. And I noticed that over on the, um, the wall, there's a bookshelf. And in the bookshelf, there is a white bowl with water in it. And there's little ceramic babies floating in the water. Baby so, what? Be like ceramic cars. Ceramic children. Chinese babies. So he says to me, what's the story with the bowl of floating babies? And I thought, you know when somebody says something and you think, did I really hear what he just said? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. So I said, what? So he comes over and he lays the bowl in front of me. He picked the bowl up? He did. I was fascinated by the floating babies. It's a salad bowl with water in it. And little- Do I have a video for this, Greg? 
Yeah, so let's cue that up. That's a quick and video. little terracotta colored ceramic babies. So we picked one up, and you find out the little babies are naked and anatomically correct. What are you doing? So I said to John, I don't know what these are. And the man who ran this little tea ceremony, there are the little babies. They soak in water, and he put them up on these sort of <gasps> coffee cups. And he poured hot water over And he them. went and made... He got boiling water, and he came back and um, poured the boiling water over the Play little again, Craig. terracotta babies. Do it again, Sam. And they pee-peed. They pee-peed. <laughs> Why? So What's the point you can't, of this? You can't hear it, I don't believe. You might be able to hear it on the Look show. Look how hard they're pee At the end, Kevin goes, we'll take two. <laughs> right, he said to him, we're going to take two of these. And because we had spent so much, they actually gave them to us. They gave one to me, one to John, so, and one to Jeff. This is our best purchase of the trip. We are What's so happy. The... Apparently, it has to do with testing the, the boiling water to make tea. The, the ceramic absorbs the cold water as it, as it lays in there. And then when you pour the hot water over, it expels the cold water. And that lets them know that the water is hot enough to make tea. But it's more pee-pees. of a novel, right? It's I a think more sticking novel. your finger in it is just as easy. However, how could you not buy them after he did this for right. you? But it's a novelty. We wow. Get, yeah. So we got done with that. Um, we are then. There's a little bit more tour of Beijing. A lovely day. We finish up Shanghai. We went to oh, see Shanghai. the Bund. Shoot. More tour of Shanghai. The Bund is where you're in the older part of Shanghai, which looks very European. You could be in Paris. It looks like that. But across the way is this very modern skyline. It's the most. It's the picture you always see of mm-hmm. Shanghai. And there are restaurants and hotels there and shopping. It was a beautiful area. That night we went uh, for dumplings uh, at a, apparently what's a famous dumpling place. The best meal we had. These dumplings were incredible. Um, they were the, what you call soup dumplings. Mm-hmm. So they had. So they are making them fresh in the kitchen. And every time somebody would go to pay, take their picture, they would all stop and give you the Fonzie sign. But the dumplings had liquid in them. So there was a whole little tutorial that don't just stick the dumpling in your mouth because you'll scald yourself. Yeah. So you sort of poked a hole in the dumpling and ate it, and then you had soup in your bowl. They were delicious. They were delicious. This is the best meal we had the entire trip. Uh, the next day. Um, the, the group did a tour of Shanghai Disneyland with an Imagineer. We opted not to do it because it was going to be like a six-hour tour. It was going to be this huge, long tour that they were going to do, and we thought, we just can't keep up with them. So we walked through their, what they call Disney Town. They're downtown Disney shops, nothing spectacular. There's a Sephora. There's a Pandora. There's an Uggs. Yeah. So it was it was Basically, cute enough. Yeah. It's right attached right to the park. So it's However, very convenient. there's a full-size Broadway theater showing The Lion King every night. Yeah. The Broadway version of The Lion That's King. What that theater was back there. Wow. So very neat, very cool. Glad I got a chance to see it. It was nothing spectacular. Apparently they got the world's biggest Lego store. I don't believe okay. it, but whatever. <laughs> um, I think ours is bigger. Can you see this picture? Is everybody seeing this picture? I bet you're wondering who this is. This is a random man who came over and sat down next to John and took a selfie without asking, without speaking, just sat down and took a selfie. So John touched his arm and told him to come back. And John took a selfie and he was angry. (laughs) He was not happy that I made him take a selfie. Again, this is one of those weird things that happened throughout China was that the Chinese people were fascinated with us and took pictures with us. Really? What's so fascinating about you? Well, 
there was I a think... gentleman in our group who was um, he's a little bit taller than I am, and he has much lighter color hair. And while they were walking through Tiananmen Square, women would come up and touch him and tell him how beautiful he was. And over and over again, and they would take pictures with us. When we took pictures as a group, as we would look around, there was always other people in the picture with us. They just wanted to be in the picture with, with Americans. Us. Apparently, they don't sell um, Americans. Um, so we've we've finished. The other thing, I apologize. The other compliment was, "Oh, you have a really fat nose." Yeah, that was a big thing. Oh, so that's you a lot, John. Not me. Your nose. But a bunch of people got, "Oh, you have a really fat nose." And what is that a good thing? Yes. yes, because Chinese noses tend to be a little bit flat. When ours stick out, they love that. They think that's a sign of beauty. There were several people who got take, had their picture taken because of their noses. I had my picture taken a lot because I'm six foot five. Yeah. We finish up at Disney Town. Um, Kevin headed back to the room. I did another run through of the park. I love this park. I wanted to see as much as I could. Took pictures. Got a little bit of the parade. We'll show that when we do a show of Shanghai Disneyland. And then that night was our farewell dinner. And we got a chance to go to Club 33 in Shanghai. Um, pretty awesome. Pretty special. Unlike any other Club 33, it didn't really have sort of the history behind it. It was a very modern space. I would describe it as a very 1960s swanky restaurant. That's how it oh, was designed. Okay. Like it would not be, you would not be surprised to see Doris Day having dinner here. Right. You know? um, the food was good. It was, you know, again, it was secondary to the fact that it was our farewell dinner and it was more about being with folks and saying goodbye and reminiscing about the trip. And they did the typical, here's your, the video of the pictures we took and all that stuff. It was great. The highlight of this was the fact that there is a balcony off of club 33 with a direct view of the castle. And we watched the show and the fireworks the last night. Um, again, when we do the whole show on Shanghai, I've got video of that that I'll put together, but this was a spectacular ending to a really incredible trip. Uh, unfortunately, the next day we leave, depart the next day, and in typical Adventures by Disney fashion, they took really good care of us, made sure we got on our way and got home and everyone was safe. But again, we had such a great time. It was such a great trip. Um, very far. Parts of these, this trip was very taxing, and as Kevin said, not handicapped accessible. Um, I would do is if you're interested in the China trip in general, contact Kevin, Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel, and let him give you advice on you know, what you might and might not be able to do physically for a very challenging trip. And again, ours was less than the regular trip. The regular trip is even more taxing than ours. So that's it. Um, again, we did a longer show than we wanted to. I apologize, but I hope you guys got a lot out of it. We're going to be doing two more shows, one on the Hong Kong Disneyland Park, one on Shanghai Disneyland specifically, so we can get in-depth into those parks. But I want to thank everybody here for participating. Thank you for being here. I want to thank everybody at home for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation.